0: Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you from that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey.
1: He is now accepting callers. He is calling me dude. dude. And now, your hosts, Mike and Doug.
0: Hey there, and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. In the world of opposites,
1: dude, the Sharks have struck. I know. On July 1st. For the first time, in forever, in forever, there'll be music, there'll be, thank you, Frozen. All right, dude, dude. Dude. The Sharks look radically different as we record today than they did the last time we recorded. That's true. Radically different. And I think there's a lot of things to talk about today. Uh, mostly the two newest Sharks, Paul Martin and Joel Ward. Mm-hmm and also the clear direction in which management in and ownership are taking this team which has been established we're no longer a tomorrow team management views us as a win now team
0: a today team
1: a today team so i think there's so much to talk about you know including whether we believe that is the right direction to go right and uh and Since it is the direction they're going, do we feel that they've handled it in the best way that they could have? But I guess first, dude, let's start with the players that the Sharks have brought on board. Right. You replace Matt Irwin Mm -hmm. with Paul Martin. Upgrade. 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 Yeah. We kind of called this on the last podcast. A little bit. When we said uh, the Kevin Bieksa trade attempt which now I'm even more grateful didn't go through. Mm-hmm. And it is hilarious that he ended up in Anaheim for a 2016 second, which was the Sharks ended up offering. <laughs> so right. Vancouver is basically totally hosed into yeah. trading him for what the Sharks had originally offered. But besides that, yeah. the Sharks were looking for a veteran defenseman to stabilize And babysit Brent Burns, which is basically what they were looking for. And in terms of babysitting, Paul Martin is a better babysitter than Kevin Biexa because he's done it successfully with Chris Letang.
0: Right. And I think that also he, he certainly mentioned that he's willing to be a mentor to the young guys. So I think part of the reason they brought him on was for Mirko Mueller's benefit.
1: Right. This guy seems like a good dude. If you read about what he mm-hmm. he wrote, like a whole article, basically for the fans of Pittsburgh. Yep, there was some funny stuff in there, some really funny stories, and, yep. and you know maybe we could post that on the blog, dude, for people who didn't get to see that.
0: The Players Tribune, right? Piece. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean there there was there was some funny stuff. Um, you know I I think some sort of mention of uh, um, I can't remember who came in with In and Out Burger. And uh, Brooks Orpik basically yeah. blew a gasket in yeah. the <laughs> in the locker room, right? Or I like the story that um, uh, Flurry uh, told a rookie that he could skate out first and they just... for the game, and then they all just stopped and let him do like five solo laps around the <laughs> ice, like th- that kind of stuff. I love those kind of stories, yeah, me right? Too. It's me like too. seeing uh, Brent Burns with a blender on the plane, yeah, right? yeah. That kind of quirky stuff, I I love, but. Uh, Paul Martin seems like a good dude he's a solid NHL player is this the right move for this team now and in four years are we going to be looking at this going god we have a 38 year old Paul Martin
0: well let's table that discussion until we talk about Joel Ward as well okay Joel Ward (laughs) well let's okay so first of all what did the Sharks give Paul Martin
1: uh dude, I mean it ended up being almost 5 million dollars a year, I think, right? right? I a mean it was like less. 4 and 19. I mean I can't remember exactly the exact figure, dude, but
0: So I listened to last week's show again as I tend to do to make sure I didn't make any too agree too many egregious <laughs> errors. Right. And I think the question was posed, would you take Paul Ma- when we were in the Paul Martin discussion? I think one of us asked the other, would you take Paul Martin for three years, $12 million? And the right. other person said, mm-hmm. Right. I know. I know. I, and I,
1: I think we were operating. I'm not saying that this is where I wanted the team to go. Right. I would have preferred the Sharks acquired Dougie Hamilton. I think that that would have been the right move for now and later. Mm-hmm. a delicious candy, and a philosophy <laughs> for the San Jose Sharks. Right. But that is not the way management has chosen to go. So <clears throat> is Paul Martin a better player than Matt Irwin?
0: Well, yes. Of course he of is, course. dude.
1: Of course he is. Yes. Are we going to regret having Paul Martin around in four years? Very possibly yes. Yes, that's you know? very possible. Uh, not that he's a bad dude, but, you know... um, the Sharks are operating as if they believe they have a chance to win the entire thing next year. Mm-hmm. Whether that's foolhardy or not, we'll get to that maybe a little bit later.
0: And they uh, had the Caps base to work with. And they and, did. And given that that philosophy or that strategy, they said, okay, who can we get? Okay, so here's the question. Mike Green, obviously on the market. We talked about Mike Green last week. Mike Green also in play. Signs with Detroit. Three years. Right. Would you have rather had that contract for Mike Green or the almost $5 million a year for an extra year for Paul Mart?
1: No, because um, I don't think we need Mike Green. I mean, I don't think that's the guy that you need. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think the way it was pitched, and I'm buying it, Mm -hmm. is that Brent Burns needs a babysitter, you know? And I think that... Martin paired with Burns, that's going to help Burns be a better player. Mike Green paired with Brent Burns sounds like the apocalypse <laughs> defensively. <laughs> it's not, that's terrible. And Mike Green, even strength, is not good. No. Like he's not a good player. Is that a great move for Detroit? Probably because yeah. they need somebody like they that. They definitely need to that. To run their power play. They don't, they have a bunch of other counterbalance guys, but the Sharks have their wild stallion. They didn't need two.
0: Mm-hmm. So um did you just make a Bill and Teds reference? <laughs> not on purpose.
1: <laughs> I was, and it wasn't a Simpsons reference. Sorry, everybody.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. You know
1: I'm not gonna make any of those. We know you're not doing that. So I I don't today, I do not hate that the Sharks have Paul Martin. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I agree that this is the move that should have been made. But I'd rather have Martin then Cody Franson at some stupid deal. Mm-hmm. Obviously, no one took the bait on that, right? He's mm-hmm. still, you know, He's still out there, sitting there. And I guess if there's anything that's encouraging is that the Sharks earmarked some players to acquire, <clears throat> and they appear to have gotten all three. So whatever they've done, overpay, maybe. But, you know, for once, dude, people actually wanted to come here. Two of the guys who were the most high-profile guys on the market... They actually chose to yeah. come to San Jose, which has never been the case.
0: Right. So now maybe we should talk a little bit about Joel Ward. Right. So
1: I've wanted Joel Ward for yeah. the last
0: three years. Right. Joel Ward is, has not – has he ever played in the Western Conference? No. No. So he may well, not well, – Yeah. I mean, he
1: was on Nashville. Sorry.
0: Oh, that. yeah. They were technically in the West. They're not in the West Not in now. the Pacific. Right. Yeah, not in the Pacific, but they were in the West. So – Maybe not everybody is super familiar with Joe Ward, but he's a he's a big guy. He's a third line player. He's that grit. Remember how big we were on Dave Bolin for so long? Right. And he's sort of like he's like that. He's a third line guy, but they put him on Ovechkin's line for the playoffs because the guy delivers in the playoffs. Now, you know, I'm not gonna digress into a is there such a thing as a clutch player discussion or not, but the fact is is he does have the kind of game that traditionally does well in the playoffs. He goes through people. He makes it difficult to play against. You know, Joel Ward is exactly the third-line player that we need. He's and- a badass, dude. I, I, And I'm not
1: that concerned. The way he plays his game at 34, I don't think that's that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. And I wish we had him three years ago. I think he yeah. really could have helped this team a couple years ago. But I think he'll help them now. And and I, I hope that the Sharks are going to be able to construct a, a third line that features him and maybe Tommy Wingles. Mm-hmm. And they are now missing that third line center, that Sammy Paulson, that Dave Boland type mm-hmm. to to be the anchor of a line that we've never had. Like we've right. never had that line. Right. Um, Or if Rafi Torres somehow magically drinks the elixir of health, which I know you're making a face at me, dude. We cannot count on him uh, to be a productive member of this team. But Joel Ward is a good piece. Again, is this, at his age, the right move for the Sharks to be making now? For now? For now? For a team that believes they can win now? Mm -hmm. Yes, he's a useful piece. Are the Sharks delusional? That they think they can win now? I don't know.
0: Yeah. Right. That's that's the question of the week. Can they win now?
1: But if you're looking at it through the prism of, of what ownership and management are trying to do, where they have shifted gears completely. They got their two high picks. They got the two high-end prospects and Meyer and Roy. And now they have mortgaged the future for next year. Mm-hmm. They have one pick in the first three rounds. Mm-hmm as of right now, and they got Martin Jones, Joel Ward, and Paul Martin. Right. So they turned John Scott, Auntie Niemi, and Matt Irwin into Martin Jones, yeah. Paul Martin, and Joel Ward. I will slap anyone in the face that says that the second trio is not better. Right. I mean, that's a dirty, dirty, dirty lie, you know? <laughs> but... It's at a great expense. It's at, ex- it's at a great expense. Yes, and philosoph- philosophically, is that the right move? Do th- you believe that that the Sharks can win the Stanley Cup next year as constructed?
0: If I think it's a, it's a long shot, let's put it that way. Right. I want to be optimistic. I want to believe what management believes. And maybe they believe it's more of a crap shoot than I do. But I look at, you know, the, the best possible predictor of how the NHL is going to turn out, which is of course our fantasy draft. And I notice that you drafted Chicago first and they won the Stanley cup. And if I had the number one pick, I would have drafted Chicago too. And they won the Stanley cup. And so to me, you know, using that one data point, which means absolutely nothing. of course, <laughs> Uh, It's not as much of a crapshoot as maybe they want to believe. I think if everything breaks the Sharks' way, they have a shot. If Patrick Kane accidentally stabs Duncan Keith and then Duncan Keith accidentally stabs him back, okay, Chicago's out, then we have to face the Ducks and the Wild and now the ascending Calgary and so on. And if the Sharks are not riddled by injuries, if they get great play out of this kid, uh, Jones, you know, if everything breaks right it can happen it can happen right yeah, i mean that's why they play the games cuz you don't know what's going to happen but if i was going to put money on it i you know i wouldn't take the sharks even money i wouldn't take the sharks 5 to 1 right now no i wouldn't take the sharks well, i think
1: the sharks and i don't know what they've been changed to but they were 40 to 1 right you know okay
0: so they're a little bit better than 40 to 1 i okay i'll grant them that but
1: but the team is better oh, today
0: than they were
1: no 2 weeks ago
0: okay And so the second half of that question is if you accept the premise, like you said a minute ago, that ownership wants to win now, is this the right way to go about it? I would say yes. Yes. I would say getting Jones and Martin and Ward are great moves if that's the premise that you're operating from.
1: And that cannot be the end of it. I mean, there needs to be more that needs to be done. There are more moves that need to be made that if the sharks are really truly looking at this and going okay Chicago it, they, they've already lost Sod mm-hmm. which is going to be a huge huge blow to them mm-hmm. all right they can you can't replace him with a, a Nisimov who has not right. proven to be as clutch in any way as mm-hmm. Sod and he can't even necessarily stay healthy i mean they got a lot for him but that's a huge loss right mm-hmm. they're probably looking to get rid of Vrstieg uh and they're Gonna trade Patrick Sharp uh at some point. So now the Hawks with no sod and no sharp, that hurts. You know, that's gonna hurt them. Will they be able to win another cup without those two guys? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they took a step back last time and they reloaded, and it's probably gonna have to happen again. The Blues, as we talked about, we just had lunch, fatally flawed. Yeah. This team, they just gave eight year 70 million dollar contract to Terrasenko, who had one good year. Mm-hmm. He's played what 150 NHL games, <laughs> you know. So I, I don't know. I mean, he could turn into seven in two years. He could. This guy, you know. So uh, they're not, and their goaltending issue is bad. It's bad, and and their defense is getting older. Mm-hmm. Like they're not. You're not looking at them and going, "Oh, we got to run through them." Ducks.
0: They Are, got they got Haglin. They got we,
1: haggling. which we like. But they're still the Ducks, and I still don't completely believe. That they are, they're not the Blackhawks. Right. I'm not that afraid of them. Right. The Kings are, you know, in transition. Clearly, I mean, they're trying to make some changes. They bring in Lucic, but you know, half their team's in jail, and and <laughs> and, and they can't. Uh, you know, they they have some big holes. Yeah, you know that that they have to fill. Um, and, you know, you look at the Flames and you go, well, maybe you're most worried about them.
0: Right. You know, because yeah. they
1: got. You know better with Frolik and Hamilton,
0: and they they made it to the playoffs last year when almost no one picked that, and right. they got even better.
1: So Vancouver, they lose Matthias, they lose Biexa, they lose Cassian, they add Brandon Prust. I mean, who cares? I mean, they. they I mean, I like Brandon Prust, sure, but he's I mean, not the difference no, between I mean, a not, not a the good team. difference and a good between team. them. So I think if you're the Sharks and you're kind of looking around the Pacific Division, you go, is there any reason why the Sharks can't move into the the second? seed in the Pacific.
0: No, there's no reason.
1: There's no reason. So with these new players, they might have gone, we can get back to the dance. Mm -hmm. And if Martin Jones is going to be as good as they think he's going to be, and Ward and Martin and any other veteran players are going to add are going to be as good as they think they're going to be, then maybe there is a window while Chicago is vulnerable and Calgary is young and Edmonton's not ready and Minnesota hasn't been able to take that second step that maybe they can get through. I don't know if I believe it, but I see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah, you know, I understand. And it's hard, dude, as a fan, to not kind of get seduced by it and want to jump on board with two feet. Absolutely, like, I'm kind of like God. Well, maybe, maybe they're right. Maybe they're like, right. Ma- maybe they're right. Like maybe we can. Find a way to push through this year. Maybe Martin and Ward will magically transform the dysfunctions of this dressing room into a veterans' paradise. Dude.
0: <laughs> it could happen. I don't know. I doubt. But, it. but
1: but this is the this is the direction, right? This mm-hmm. is the way the team is going. And you know, tomorrow is today, dude. Mm-hmm. That should be the new slogan for the Sharks. Tomorrow <laughs> is
0: today. Okay, dude. Let's go to some. Uh, let's go to some emails. Uh, we got an email from Greg although his his uh his subject line says question but reading this there's no actual question in this email. <laughs> okay. So he just says some people want to trade Kachura lol. <laughs> um so I guess Greg's not on board for for trading uh Kichur.
1: Well that's not going to happen. I mean that yeah. that is definitely not going to happen with the way that they're going. 0% chance. They're yeah. not going to do it.
0: But he's on board with uh, Joel Ward and Paul Martin, so that's good. He says, Ward might make Burns look like Eric Carlson, which if happens, I would be extremely excited about. Now we're going to go to Leicester City fan Andy. Yes. Leicester City. Leicester? Le- yeah, I think it is. Leicester. Le- Leicester City. Leicester. They're still they're still in the premiership. Nice. So good congrats, for you, dude. Congrats, good Andy. For you. Um, good Good job, governor. <laughs> so Andy says, all these three guys that we got, DeBoer, the coach, obviously. Martin and Ward. They've all come from the East. And to Andy, it's the weaker conference. Should we factor that in to these? Maybe these guys aren't going to be as good in a better Western conference, dude. is Should we discount these guys?
1: No. I, I don't think so. I think these guys are... Uh... Martin and Ward are proven NHL commodities, you know, with outstanding resumes. And the knock on them at this point in their career would be their age, you know. Mm -hmm. But the market dictated the money that they got. I don't think the Sharks paid a crazy price for them. You know, I don't think you look at Martin's contract and go, that is insane. Like, I, I don't know if it's the right choice. Right. But. Um, And I wish they had gone a different direction for a team that I think would have been better served to have an eye on the prize in a few years instead of tomorrow. But um, that's the direction they've gone. And I think, as we said earlier, if they were going to do it, Mm -hmm. this was the right way to do it. This is
0: probably the right way to do
1: it. I mean, would you rather have seen the Sharks, dude? Uh, that the sharks could have had. Let me get this right, dude. I wrote it down. The sharks could have had um, Biexa and two 2016 second rounders, or they have Paul Martin, uh, Wa, and a 2016 second rounder. Yeah, I mean it. it it's easy, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's, mm-hmm. You'd rather have the really high end prospect instead of Biexa. Over, I mean, I would rather have Paul Martin than Kevin Biexa. Martin's a better player.
0: Yep. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, BX
1: is a an a hole, you know, and you kind of <laughs> like that. Oh yeah. I mean, I would have liked that element to the team, which is clearly missing, but Joel Ward's kind of an A-hole too.
0: Have you seen that uh, that video with Vernon Fiddler doing a Kevin BX impression? <laughs> that's like my favorite video. It's so funny. <laughs> and that's the one where um I uh, Alain Vigneault is behind yeah. the bench in uh, Vancouver still. Uh-huh. And like and Fiddler skates by the bench and he does this like frowny face like Kevin BX. and then Alain Vineyard just starts cracking up and I've, <laughs> I've watched that video like 10 times. It's so funny. You should find it. It's on YouTube. Uh, dude, let's go to Sean. We I'm have- sorry,
1: dude. Let me say this. Uh, right. Drew remember was talking about the Ducks yeah, and he said that you know, with Kessler, Biexa, Getzloff, and Perry, he said, that is the most unlikable group of <laughs> NHL players <laughs> that has ever been assembled. He said, that dressing room is so filled with such a, you know, it, it's an abundance of a-holes, Truc- basically. Truculence. Is just, he said, that's going to be, he said, it might be overkill, really. He yeah. said, like, it could be too much and maybe be you know, <laughs> a downfall to them. But he's like, yeah. Everybody you
0: know. loves to hate those
1: guys. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, they got even more hateable, really. Yeah,
0: they did. You know. Dude, we're gonna go to Sean from New York. So we have an Islanders fan. Yeah. He says uh, it's his first time writing after listening to the show, and he had to break his silence. And he's taking us a little bit to task on Griffin Reinhardt, who we mentioned on the show last week, um, and how we would have loved that kind of player to come to the Sharks. And he says, Being an Islander fan from New York, let me give you the four one one on him and why he was why why he was traded. Reinhardt played most of the season in the AHL, in eight games in the NHL, drafted number four in 2012, and still wasn't anywhere near being an any day, everyday roster guy. Some of the complaints about him were slow foot speed, unwillingness to go to the corners, and some scouts saying he looks just lost out there. He clearly isn't NHL ready, and he's also slipped down the depth rankings with the Islanders farm system after his last season. All in all, be happy Doug Wilson didn't pick up Reinhardt because he would have been a fool to do so. Sadly, Edmonton is going to throw him into the lineup and find this all out the hard way, dude. Hmm. So we have a little point-counterpoint on Griffin Reinhardt. Thanks for the info, Sean. I, I uh, definitely appreciate it. And also, um, Sean follows up with the fact that, as an Islander fan, it's rumored that Kyle Okpozo is going to be looking for around $7 million and they might want to deal him. His crazy trade... I'm I'm too lazy to play the sound. Sorry. I'm just that lazy. Kyle Ocpozo and Michael Grabner for Thornton and Nieto. No. No? No.
1: You don't want Michael Grabner and Kyle Ocpozo? No, because then you've got to pay Kyle Ocpozo $7 million. I mean, I don't want oh. him. for He's not a $7 million player. Someone might give him that money, but it should not be us. That's such a good point. Damn.
0: No. I mean, like for just player for player, No. if, if gonna... you weren't even thinking about money, would you rather have Kyle Ocpozo and Grabner for Thornton and Nieto? Because I would. No. Really? No, I wouldn't. I think I might. I wouldn't. If, if
1: if the Sharks are truly in the position that they're in right now, Well, yeah. then that in the position that they're in, is they think they're going to win the Stanley Cup next year, then you need Joe Thornton, and yes. he's still a top-five center in the NHL.
0: I completely agree with that point, yes. I mean, if this was still like tomorrow team kind of situation. Then
1: that's a different conversation, yeah. and I think that then I would be interested in a move like this or moving Joe Thornton. Four pieces but we're not there right now and it's been hard it's been hard for me to accept that that's not what's happening but that's not what's happening no. so either i could sit here and bitch about it right for the entire year right. or I, I can convince myself <laughs> that this is what's happening and you know what dude i uh, i think it's better to be a happier
0: fan yeah. than to
1: be a total grumpy
0: <laughs> you said bitch already i did not didn't well, you? you just said "bitch." You said "bitch" about it all year. Well,
1: you—that's different. Saying "bitch" about it is different than saying "bitch."
0: I don't understand your point, but let's move on. <laughs> but, but I think your your point is is still sound in, in that I'm sure there's going to be a lot of sharks fans out there, and and it's pretty funny reading, uh, you know, either Kevin Kurz's blog or uh, or um, the uh, Pichelka blog or whatever, um, where. One of the first five comments is always now. Fire Doug Wilson, right? So there's clearly going to be a lot of fans out there. They're going to get a lot of mileage out of saying the Sharks are wrong and this is stupid. And they shouldn't have done this. And as we know, we don't necessarily disagree with that. But I'm with you. I'd rather be on the train. I'd rather drink the Kool-Aid a little bit and try and take some enjoyment out of this team. Because this team is going to be better. This team is going to be a playoff team, barring something terrible happening.
1: It's going to be at the detriment of the franchise long term. And we just have to accept it at this point. Right. And if they are not a playoff team, Doug Wilson will get fired. And Mm -hmm. there's no question about that. Yeah. Because he has pushed his chips in. Like, this is it. This was the plan, apparently. Get younger through the draft and use the cap space to acquire veteran players to let this team be competitive again right now so they're not going to be trading any of their veteran guys no what what
0: do they need to do now you know what's left to do dude you mentioned that you don't think the sharks are done what else can they do i mean let's put this in perspective these are the two biggest free agents the sharks have ever signed am i wrong
1: well, I mean, there's
0: always Ken Huskins <laughs> in my career.
1: Um, no, absolutely. I mean, these are the I mean, two yeah, this biggest is, free agents the right. Sharks
0: have ever signed in franchise history Paul right. Martin and
1: Joel Ward. You're right. You're right. And. We've certainly been rumored to chase some big fish before. I mean, mm-hmm. the last name was, I mean, remember Dan Hamhuis was the name that the mm-hmm. Sharks were after a few years ago. And he Scott went to Vancouver. Niedermeyer. Scott Niedermeyer, Daniel Chara, you know, Hosa. I mean, the Sharks were in on some players and they never got any of them. And I don't even know how close they got to getting any of them. Right. Know, Doug Wilson seemed to be unwilling to spend beyond a certain point. Mm-hmm. And this year, he had the money, he had the space. He opened up the the vault and and gave the money to these players. But there are still issues, I think, with the roster if they're going to, you know, truly make a run, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And there are some questions I have for you that I think will help answer my questions. Okay. So, do you believe the Sharks plan on playing Mirko Mueller every day?
0: I do. Because the only alternative they have right now is Matt Tennyson.
1: Well, that is my first
0: point. Is that?
1: No. Do we we need
0: a seventh guy that can be a sixth guy?
1: We need a sixth guy, and Mueller should be playing for the Barracuda. Then why do we get rid of Scott Hannon? Because Scott Hannon sucks, dude. I know, but who else? So Matt Tennyson's better? No, no. It cannot be either of those guys. So we're going to go get another guy? Yes. Who? I don't know. I do not have the answer to that, dude. All I know is that the Sharks have now, um, I think, some extra young forwards, you know, that could be interesting to some teams if you were looking to, let's just say the name that's come up on other blogs and the first name that pops into my mind as a guy who I think, you know, it could be a useful NHL player or he could be the next John McCarthy is Matt Nieto. You know, mm-hmm. Matt Nieto. um I'm not looking to move him, Mm -hmm. but I think you might get some interest around the league at Matt Nieto. So could you trade Matt Nieto, a 20 something young, 20 something forward for with, you know, a hundred plus NHL game experience, right? I think he's played a hundred plus games for a 20 something, a hundred plus NHL game defenseman, you know, that is equal in that regard or a veteran player that is inexpensive and could help the Sharks as a Band-Aid mm-hmm. for a year.
0: I don't have an example. It's, it's possible, but you know, certainly wings are not nearly as coveted as defensemen, so you're not going to get uh, sort of an even stature-for-stature stature trade. So you know, Nieto has X amount of promise. You're not going to find a defenseman with the same amount of promise for that trade. You're right. going to get a guy who is lower on the depth chart, I think, for Nieto. Teams are very unlikely to give up. Defenseman, and that's why the Dougie Hamilton trade was so shocking because he seemed like a, just a slam dunk number one.
1: So here's my second question: Do you think Pete DeBoer is going to play Tomash Hurdle at center?
0: Yes, I, I do. agree. I do.
1: I agree because that is what Doug Wilson went on record as saying, yeah. and I'm sure that that was part of the discussions in the two interviews that he had. Mm-hmm. Doug Wilson said Tomash Hurdle was drafted to be a center, and I want him to play center. Right. And I doubt DeBoer said what McClellan said, which is no,
0: <laughs> right. you know,
1: and he didn't play him at center. He refused to play him at center even after the Sharks traded away <laughs> their centers, right? right? Yeah. He still wouldn't do it. So uh, Hurdle is going to center a line. Now, where does he center? Is he going to be the third line center? Is that really the right? Do you want Tomash Hurdle out there doing battle with other third line centers that are going to be more physical? Um, I mean, I don't know if that's the right place for him.
0: I guess you could move Couture to the wing, have him center of the second line. Yeah. I mean, like, I think those are the questions we don't have the answer to right now. Yeah.
1: In terms of what the Sharks are planning to do. You know, is it going to be Pavs, Jumbo Carlson, and then Marlow, Couture, Hurdle? It could be. And then where's Nieto play?
0: Nieto might be the odd man out because now we're talking. Then why do you need Matt Nieto? You're, I, think, I like your, your first proposition better than the second one. I think, I think Matt Nieto definitely is available. I think you should dangle him and see what you can get. And I certainly like the return you proposed, which is a young defenseman with sort of a similar promise. If uh. you
1: look at the fourth line, I think you've got two of the three pieces. You know it's Ben Smith. Yes. You know it's Mike Brown. Yeah. And I think you can assume... Hopefully not every night. ...that it's probably Rafi Torres if he's healthy... Right. Right. The third line is Wingles and Joel Ward with a mystery center. Chris Tierney. Chris Tierney is a third line center.
0: He's not a top six player, is he? Well. I think Chris Tierney definitely has a, a place on this team, right? Maybe
1: now. maybe we don't know enough about Chris Tierney, but um, I don't know. I don't know if he is the right and we haven't even talked about Barclay Goudreau, right who, you know, maybe he's the guy who plays over Mike Brown on that fourth line. We Hope certainly so. saw from him um a little bit of that Jamie McGinn, uh mm-hmm. yeah. Tommy Wingles, you know, uh type of Of player, and then we, you know, the the other guy that nobody's talking about right now, and I'm not sure I'm going to say his name right, is the the guy we signed from overseas, uh, Donskoy, right? Yeah, yeah. who was a very good player, I think, in the Swedish elite league, right?
0: Yeah, and forgot about him. You know,
1: where is he? here to play for the Barracuda? I don't know. Like, I'm not sure if that if you're, was the intention. If
0: you're a stud in the Finnish Elite League, do you really want to come over here to play in the AHL? Right.
1: So I think that the Sharks are in a position where they might have an extra piece or two oh, yeah. that they could look for a sixth defenseman that is affordable and effective. And I, I think that that's uh, got to be on the shopping list, dude, because... Um, None of us saw anything from Murko Mueller last year that makes you believe that he's ready. Mm-hmm. And maybe he would benefit from playing 100 games for the Barracuda. Yeah. Because at some point, they're going to need him.
0: And you're going to be able to keep your eye on him at least. Right.
1: So I don't know if they need him now. And if somebody gets hurt, you can bring him up. But uh, And it's not Matt Tennyson. I mean, that's not the answer. If they're going to do that, then, you know, I don't understand what the plan is. I think that Mm -hmm. they should be looking to try and solidify that 6-D spot, dude.
0: Um, It's funny how this team that we've sort of lamented the last couple of seasons being thin at forward now seems to have not one, but two and maybe even three guys on the outside looking in at the forward position.
1: And none of them are proven quantities. No. You know, Nieto, Goudreau. I think we like what we saw from Tierney, especially at the end of the season. But what you know, where should he be playing? I mean, is he a third line center? You know, or you know, and we don't know what they're thinking about Wingles and Joel Ward. I mean, they may be mm-hmm. thinking that that those guys are gonna be the guys riding shotgun on the first and second line to offer some protection to those skilled players. And the third line will be more of a skilled third line than like a, you know, pain in the ass third line, which mm-hmm. I think is uh preferable. But uh, we don't know what the plan is with, with, with Coach DeBoer. Uh, but I do think there might be a need for a real third-line center. When I say real, I mean like a guy like Ecstasy doing Jarrett Stoll. All right? <laughs> yeah. Now, does he fit that uh, description of the Sharks wanting to bring in good character?
0: <laughs> Ecstasy doesn't mean you're a bad guy. <laughs> it just means you enjoy electronic dance music. <laughs> That's all it means.
1: I mean, the guy made a mistake, right? I mean, like yeah. he's got to be blackballed out of the league. you telling Mike, me
0: he's the only guy in the NHL sure, who's no, going to do I mean, Mike coke Richards, and ecstasy uh, yeah, in Vegas? Of Mike
1: Richards is trying to bring uh, <laughs> oxycodone into Canada at the border. But so uh, bad judgment, yes. Bad guy, I don't know. He's got great taste in women. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. Hello, Aaron Andrews. Yeah. So what's the problem? Um, do you, do you try and get a guy like Jarrett Stoll on the cheap? Like maybe you can get him. For One year, one million.
0: Yeah, I think. Well, I don't think you can get. Him well, I mean, low, but, but
1: well, I mean, even if you get him for one year, two, you know.
0: I th- I think I I, I kind of like what you're thinking here because uh, they sure, only... It's not the smartest move to do what he did, but he's a pretty he's a pretty good NHL player, and he's been that way for quite a while. And I'm sure he's going to be extremely keen on catching on with the team and proving right. that he can be a dependable player. Right.
1: And the Sharks only have, I think one point six million in cap space. So okay. They they don't have a lot to play with, right? Mm-hmm. Um and and they probably unless they move out salary or Torres goes on long term IR, which is yeah. very, very possible, and then they can absorb that money, you know, um they don't have the money to go out and sign a a Cody Franson or an Airhof, you know, without ditching a contract somewhere. Mm-hmm. And they're not, I don't think that that's a plan. You know, I think, you know, Marlowe and Thornton are definitely staying.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, Pav's not going anywhere. No. Burns not going anywhere. They're not going to trade Justin Braun at this point, you know, because of where they are. So, what's next? Yeah. Or nothing. I mean, are they going to stand pat and roll out the lineup that they have? I don't buy it.
0: I'm surprised enough that they got these two guys. I'd be even more surprised if they ended up getting another sizable name, even Jared Stoll being a sizable name.
1: I think that there's more to come. And I think if they're gonna really push it all to the middle, that they've gotta do it for real. You know, do it for real. Bring in a Jared Stoll. You look on the on the defenseman like a guy who might slip through the s- slip through the cracks is a guy like Jan Hayda. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean Jan Heda. I like Jan Heda. You know, would you be okay if Jan Hayda, who played eighty one games for the Avs last year and played almost twenty one minutes a night, rots on the market and you get him for a year and a million?
0: Hell no. I like Jan Hayda. I
1: mean, so but would you be okay with that?
0: Oh, of course I'd be okay. So
1: I mean, that's the kind of move that maybe Doug Wilson just sweating some of these guys out. Mm-hmm. You know, to see can you get a bargain? Can you get a deal at the end? Can you find that player that didn't get what they wanted? They waited too long and now they're just looking to win. Hayda's spot on the abs is gone, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's just hanging around. I mean, the Sharks might be looking to add a guy like that to to play. I'd rather see Hayda play in those 15 minutes than Mirko Mueller if we're at that point, which is what it looks like. The Sharks are saying we are. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I feel like I'm talking a lot today.
0: Dude. dude, it's good. I'm glad you're convincing me to get on board I don't, with this.
1: I'm, I'm not sure I'm convinced.
0: I'm not really convinced either, but I'm going to try and convince myself, I have to be honest. Because
1: I think I would have been just
0: as passionate
1: today if the Sharks had traded their three picks for Dougie Hamilton and then had turned around and traded Patrick Marlowe for two prospects and a pick. Right. Like, I think I would have been
0: okay with that too. I'd probably be more happy. I think
1: I would have been, go like, okay, well, we're we're really looking a few years down the road when some of these teams that are peaking right now are going to be in really big trouble and the Sharks got ahead of the rebuild. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I think that that, Would have probably been the plan. I not probably that definitely would have been the plan. I prefer it. And we've been on record with that. But that's not the plan.
0: Maybe they're trying to beat Calgary because if they tried to reload here, you don't really want to be going head to head with Calgary. Well, Calgary and and
1: Edmonton are primed to be in a position to be very, very strong for several years. So maybe
0: they're trying to get in ahead of those guys getting to the top.
1: Although I mean, I like some of the moves that Edmonton's made, but a Sakara for like seven years. Yeah. At that money?
0: Well, that's what it costs. That's
1: dumb. That's
0: dumb. Is it dumber than them not getting any decent defensemen at all? Because that's what they've been doing the last few years. I
1: would have rather gone short-term with... You know, for them, I mean, I would have rather had Paul Martin if I was them. Because, yeah. you know... I mean, Sekera, what? How does that guy deserve a seven-year deal? I mean, like, he's not even a... He's not a top-20 player. He's a good player. He's a good player... But he's not a, he's not a top twenty defenseman. Yeah, he's not. Is he an all star?
0: I don't think so. No. Yeah. I mean, it, it's true. No, but they no. need they need stability on the blue line more than anything. And I oh, guess they, they got have... him.
1: He's going to be around for a while. <laughs> That's
0: right. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to be around for a while. Bought the condo. He did. Dude. Okay. Is there any other uh, news, dude? Uh, it was a very interesting couple of weeks here in Sharksland. Basically, we were preaching uh, tomorrow team, <laughs> and now tomorrow. <laughs> is today and the Sharks are loading for a cup run next year, dude. Uh, I'd be lying if I didn't
1: say that there was that side of me that's excited. I mean, I want to see meaningful hockey, and I think we're going to. Could it explode in our face? Yeah, oh yeah. And in in management space? Yes. You know, it totally could. You know, the Sharks could completely implode and be in deep, deep trouble. You know, Um, I'm still fascinated that we have one pick in the first three rounds in 2016 and i have a hard time believing that that will be the way things stand and maybe maybe he's got a plan outlined for that too i mean maybe he figures if the sharks eat it this year Mm -hmm. that he knows he could turn around and trade you know, any one of the guys on his team for a first and more. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the Sharks eat it now. I mean, maybe some of these guys don't would be like, Well, get me the hell out of here. Like this is really bad. Yeah. So, um, maybe that's the contingency plan. I doubt he would be here to make that decision if it got to that point. That's true. Right?
0: That's true. He won't be here to implement that. So you're you're It'll be Mike Milbury.
1: <laughs> In this moment, dude, how are you feeling?
0: I'm, I'm like you, dude. I'm feeling a little excited. You're right? the season ticket holder here. I'm the season ticket holder, and I have to say, I mean, I am I am excited to see Joel Ward and, and Paul Martin every night. Like, I am happy for that. I would love to see those guys play, and, you know, I want to see where this team can go with, uh, you know, some of these young guys coming up. We have the Prospects game this week. We can talk about that. Do you see any of these guys, you know, Timo Meyer, obviously being maybe the one that most most fans will be keeping an eye on come this Thursday Do any of these guys have a shot at making the big club, really? No. Yeah.
1: And they shouldn't. I mean, I think where they are, where the team is positioned right now, the Sharks need to take a Red Wings page and have these guys play for the Barracuda. And I hope that's part of the point of having the team here. I want to see. I mean, well, Timo Meyer, I don't think he's even going to be. He's going to go back to junior. Right? Is that right? I mean, I don't know.
0: I thought he was like the oldest junior player ever. He's like 100 years old. Oh, maybe
1: he is. I mean, they haven't signed him. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how that is going to work. I mean, maybe he's going to go overseas like Gold did. Yeah. You know, but I hope Gold Mueller, you know, some of these uh, more advanced prospects are going to play a full season in the AHL. The way the team is set up right now, that would be. Unless they just come out and they're blowing the roof off the joint, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they're ready to go, but I don't think that that's the case. Let them play for the Barracuda and have some success. Let's have that team have a nice playoff run in Mm -hmm. their first year here.
0: Right. Because we wouldn't let them have a nice playoff run in Worcester. That's right. Well, they're here now. You know, (laughs) the Sharks
1: actually are invested in their success, you know?
0: Well, the good thing is, is that, you know, for those of us that are here, even if the Sharks uh, don't do well and make the playoffs this coming year, we get a second bite of the apple. We can maybe watch the Barracuda play. That's
1: right. Or they could both be terrible. Yeah. (laughs) John McCarthy's back. Thoughts? Who? John McCarthy, dude. It's only been with the team like three times. Who? John, come on, dude. <laughs> exactly. Right? Exactly. But you know, they, they've lined up John, McC- Michael Haley. They brought back the core, dude.
0: Brian Lurg, dude.
1: <laughs> Brian Lurg. He's Brian back. Lurg. Yeah, that's right, dude. All right. Well, uh, Barracuda and sharks, dude. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see where these next few weeks take us. You know, there's still some big names unsigned. I still just, I have a feeling that there's another move, a significant move that has not been made yet, that Doug Wilson is just waiting to to maybe add another, a center or um, a defenseman, and we'll have to see. We, we, we've we been right so far yeah. on a few things, so uh, we'll see if we're right on this one, dude.
0: Dude, I think he made that move, and that move is Brian Lurig. Show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not
1: affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.